When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this discussion, I'm joined by Mike D'Angelo, the host of many, many things on The Playlist, <laughs> as well as Rodrigo Perez, Editor-in-Chief of the website. Welcome to 2024, guys. Are you both uh, having a lovely New Year's already? Heck yeah, yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, Mike, that you say that, because I live in Milwaukee, as do you. And <laughs> I'm currently looking at negative three degrees outside with a feels-like temperature of negative 27. Um, yeah. So Post it's no mis- storm. Oh, it's so miserable here. I don't yeah. know where what it's like in 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 Brooklyn for you, Rodrigo. But yeah, it's cold. But it's it's obviously relatively cold because it's nothing that like you guys have have much worse. Obviously, yeah, yeah. I've used my snowblower five times in the past like thirty six hours. Same. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and I went to the grocery store and it's like ice skating because there's about an inch of ice in the parking lots. So <laughs> yeah, fun times. Anyway. Uh, enough about that. We're having a lovely 2024 already, as you can tell. And what we're going to do with this episode is we're going to, uh, this is actually part one of a two-part discussion where we're going to talk about our most anticipated films and TV shows of the upcoming year. Um, and for this part of the discussion, we're just going to narrow it down to our top films um, that we're most anticipating. And then in the next part, we'll talk about TV. What we're going to do is instead of just rehashing the playlist expansive most anticipated films of 2024 list, we're going to just come up with our own personal choices, talk about why we think they're the films uh, that we're most anticipating and will likely have an impact in the new year. But again, if you want to read kind of uh, a very long uh, list of just about all the the movies coming out in 2024, we've got that for you. I think it's what uh, at least 100, right, Rodrigo? It's 100 on that list. Yep. And uh, well, a hundred proper, and then there's uh, honorable mentions, and and honestly, like I could keep updating it all. Keeps it. I have updated it a little bit, and there keeps feel. It feels like a bunch of things keep being added, and and actually maybe even being subtracted too, which we could talk about. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's big, it's long, and then I think we did another like twenty, almost thirty films in in blockbuster stuff, just because I had so much left over that I thought I'll do something with it. So uh, before we, we we break down our list, I want to got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Deep Focus, The Discourse, Binge Worthy, and more. And if you want to find us, check us out on the podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Okay, guys. So um, 
we're going to hype up the the movies, but instead of us like kind of talking about 10 movies each, we're going to break it down a little bit more, uh, narrow it down, I should say, a little bit more. So, Mike, let's start with you. How about you give us, of your most anticipated, about five or so honorable mentions, um, films that you think are going to be awesome, but maybe not kind of top in your list? My honorable mentions, you said, let's start with? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, since we're only doing probably like our top three faves, I will yeah. say the ones that didn't necessarily make that are still like super anticipated for me, like Furiosa, which I, I, in any other day, you know, it could swap out and be, you know, number one. It, it looks fantastic. Um, Deadpool three is definitely up there. Alien Romulus. Uh, there's there's just so much. And I you know how much of a disaster movie like sucker I am, Charles. Mm-hmm. So Twisters, uh, especially the fact that Lee Isaac Chung is, is doing it. It's like, what the hell is going on here? And all the press has been really like confusing as far yeah. as like what this movie is. But, you know, still, I remember, you know, walking into a theater when I was a kid and seeing just that giant cardboard stand-up of Twister and that that giant tornado in the distance. You're just like, holy crap. And that was like a formative movie for me in my my childhood. So I I can't help but be excited for that. I, I think we've talked about Twister uh, oh, at yeah. least a half dozen times <laughs> in discussions. <laughs> I, I stand on record that it might be the best cast of any of those like disaster movies by oh, a long yeah. shot. Really I mean, good. yeah, it has Todd Field in a supporting acting role. Like that's just and Philip Seymour Hoffman just kind of being. Amazing. I would argue is maybe his best performance ever <laughs> just for 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 line oh, reads. Boy. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> uh, extreme. The extreme. Uh, I got to say, I, Alien Romulus of, of those is is one I'm, I'm super excited for. Fede Alvarez is fucking yes. great. So, yeah, his evil dad's really good. Yeah. Well, not even that. Like, I mean, he's uh, even his uh, uh, the, was it Don't Breathe is yeah. really good. The ending's bonkers, but the movie's good. <laughs> Anything out of those, uh, Rodrigo, you want to talk about? It's yeah, it's all good stuff. I mean, I, my, my, I did my list a little bit differently, I think, from you guys. But, you know, we can talk about that when we get to me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, you know, actually, maybe the the film that I'm most interested in on Mike's list it's actually Deadpool three because I'm very curious as to like my, I did my list basically like as into like what I'm most intrigued about, which is different mm. than most anticipating. So like I'm intrigued by what that is going to be. Yeah. yeah uh, what does Disney meets Deadpool? Yeah. Mean? I mean, like, what does I'm, Sean I'm Levy bring to this? About all that. Whereas like Nosferatu, I know what Robert Evers is going to give me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I have a pretty good idea about it. I think I and like a lot of the things on your on your list, I, I have a pretty good idea. I think of what they're going to be. So to me, the more the ones that, that are on my list are, are are more like I don't know what that is, and that sort of fascinates me. You know what I mean? Mm, can exactly. we can we talk about one that that I saw on your list, Mike? That the that you you probably would say is an honorable mention, but yeah. I, I'm curious what you guys think personally because Horizons or Horizon <laughs> Parts One and Two. Yeah. This is Kevin Costner's like passion project that. Mm-hmm. apparently he's got secretive funding for it's like hundreds of millions of dollars for. Yeah. yeah what do you guys as as people who watched yellowstone what do you guys think about that okay put down the the derogatory tone when you speak of yellowstone around <laughs> us. <laughs> uh no it just i mean kevin costner you know back in the 90s put out some really 
outstanding Westerns and Western performances, uh, kind of classics in the genre. So to, to hear that he's got an idea that he wants to spread over two movies in this like epic storytelling kind of thing and he'd leave Yellowstone for it and, you know, all these different it could either be like Water World Two disaster, or could be like outstanding. So either way, I'm the here for that. Kind of like forgettable, like you know what I mean. I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm... Is there any shot that this movie or these movies catch on? No. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's probably pretty niche. Well, I just I know the newest reports are saying that he wants four of them. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think they're gonna come and go. And I think it was a dumb move of him. And I think while Yellowstone is not what it was, um, I think he's best in Sheridan's hands. I think Sheridan is is while he's spread thin and all that stuff. Like, you know, I'm I'm kind of bummed that like Yellowstone is not gonna end the way it was intended, which was probably like two more seasons of like right. getting the, the 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 right arc of of the Duttons and trying to end that well. And now it's gonna have to be who knows how they're even going to have to do it because they have to like agree to like how to shoot it and write it. And then he's got to sort of like agree to his death, but not really because he doesn't have any say, but he's still under contract. It's going to be a mess. It's, it's, it's unbummed because it was a pretty interesting show at first. And and now he's doing this thing that I don't know, man, like nobody asked for, right? Like I'm not crazy. When this was announced, I was like, who wants this? Yeah. It could be good. And, you know, there is a giant, massive audience for Yellowstone. So if they show up for it, yeah. then yeah. who's to say he won't get three and four? That's true. That's true. We'll see. Anyway, I just when I looked at your your list of like honorable mentions, I'm like, I was I, I'm not surprised that you would put that up there because I know that you have like <laughs> affinity for his like 90s work and, and Yellowstone. But I just am I'm surprised that anybody's like greatly anticipating it. I'm just kind of like like Rodrigo was saying, I'm really intrigued by what the hell is it is because we yeah. don't know anything about it other than, you know, this hype that he's kind of put out there. Yeah. So I want to uh, I want to skip Rodrigo now, because like you said, your list is a little different. I want to get to my kind of quick honorable mentions here because uh, they're very different and, and some somewhat silly. Um, uh, I want to mention Electric State by the Russo brothers. I don't think anybody's talking about this movie, but the the basis for it is is this artist that's really interesting, and he kind of well, it's the guy who did Tales from the Loop, I believe the oh, the original art, mm-hmm. not the not the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's this weird like retro futuristic mixed sci fi mixed with kind of like everyday life. So I'm kind of s- interested to see where that goes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I call me crazy. I still think the Russos have one good movie in them, right? I think the Russo. I mean, people. they just, they just, yeah, they haven't. I, I think know. they, they, I, I like, like what happens to anybody. They got, uh, they're, they thought that they could, they thought they were like, you know, they had the Midas touch after all the Marvel films. And, yeah. and they certainly, everybody certainly uh, bought in because look at the budgets that they've had and the, and the, and the scale and the, and the casts of all those things, but none of those films have turned out. Nah. Yeah, they seem like really great guys. I think that's why they're able to get those casts and like all those Marvel guys just loved working with them. And and talk about like, you know, building relationships. The, just having the cast of Endgame, you know, on a first name basis is, is pretty awesome. Um, some other movies quickly, Ballerina, uh, just because I love John Wick and uh, the fact that they hired Lynn Weissman to, to do this is just bonkers to that, me. So that's I'm, what kept it off my list. <laughs> <laughs> but but talk about intrigued i'm like wow like okay i i you know 
2000 Charles is like, yeah, the guy who did Underworld. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Roadhouse, just because it's maybe oh, top five yeah. of my favorite movies of all time. Um, the original and the fact that Doug Lyman and Jake Gyllenhaal are doing it is just I got to see what that's all about. And, and I'm more JD. concerned than intrigued about that one. Just yeah. I think I am, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it doesn't seem like they got what made it great. No, in, no. In just the short pieces we've seen. But but Mike, J.D. Pardo, we're here for him. Fine. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, the bike riders again, because yeah. I because of Mayans and, and, and Sons of Anarchy, I'm like really obsessed with motorcycle culture. Uh, so that looks interesting. And Jeff Nichols is great. And I mean, the cast is super. Jeff Nichols always makes good films. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, kind of a, an outlier is Love Lies Bleeding, just because I love St. Maud and I'm here for anything Rose Glass does now. But just I watched the trailer for that and it looks it's really, really great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Rodrigo, let's let's talk. Give us a few of yours that you're most uh, intrigued about, but maybe not most most intrigued, like your honorable mentions. Uh, well, I, I only put it. I didn't do an honorable mention list. I just did. a. I got think of like six or seven on there. And it's, yeah. I'm just intrigued about stuff like. I don't know what Paul Schrader's doing. I'm intrigued about mm. the fact that Luca Guadagnino might have two films this year, you know, and Trey Schultz, Trey Edward Schultz is doing a movie with The Weeknd that's supposed to be rumored to be a, a remake of Stephen King. The Misery, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And 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 uh, uh, and based off of uh, an idea of The Weeknd, and we already know what happened with the idea of, of, of The Weeknd with The Idol, and that turned into a hot <laughs> mess. So... <laughs> this can, could be can, another hot mess and can we talk I, I, about that for a second because when this was originally announced it was before the idol and everybody's like hey trey edward schultz is great maybe he sees something in the weekend that we're all crazy about and then there, i forget who else is like supporting in that cast Jenna but it's Ortega. yeah yeah who's like maybe the hottest young actress working today so like you i know, think it's him and i think it's like it's misery with her and him in the in the in the female right male right but then up. but then the idol comes out and everybody's like the weekend is maybe the worst actor of all time and then <laughs> um it, and then we have the the stephen king of it all now it's like it, it's like can trey edward schultz like do something good with this because well, almost guess, yeah uh, yeah well i was just gonna say like my list is also i'm intrigued by like you know it, it's not necessarily what the most anticipated it's like i'm um, is this going to be a hot mess? I'm sort of, I'm sort of interested. You know, this is the one yeah. where I'm like, it could be really great and surprising, or it could be just the idol part too. Yeah, try, try Edward Schultz is a great filmmaker. You know, he's yeah. really good shit, and he's apparently got like two films that he's done. He's done another secret film on top of it. That no yeah, it's it's weird. We're st maybe I'm crazy, but is this like another like the last year or so we've seen a lot of these like secret productions. Uh, which is kind of cool because because uh, Luca Guadagnino also because I guess he rested on Champions for a while so he had time to yeah do Champions it. is done Champions yeah. was going to come out in August it was ready yeah. it yeah. almost came out in August and then it got pulled last minute because of the strike so it's ready right. but he's also shot queer and yeah. he works fast and um he had two films uh if not out at least two films out during film festivals last like a year or two ago right so he's done it before. And so, and Champions is, is in the bag, it's done. So he doesn't have to deal with it. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's just, it's coming out in April. So basically from August till now, when, you know, it, again, Champions is, is on the shelf, is ready to go. He's been editing and working on Queer. Yeah. And so there's, it's, and that's, uh, you know, an adaptation of uh, uh, William S. Burroughs and, and it's, um, 
Uh, is that Daniel Craig or am I crazy? Yeah, Daniel Craig yeah. stars in it. And Daniel Craig is essentially playing the queer uh, uh, William S. Earl's character. Right. Um, so that's mm-hmm. big game changer for Daniel Craig. And and the way Guadagnino works, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correct. Yeah. I think he'll have it ready for for. I, I'm not saying it's going to be there, but I think he'll he'll have it ready for Venice, so it could premiere at Venice if, and that's where he typically premieres. His yeah. Movie. So it's I, I think there's a pretty good shot about that, which is just kind of fascinating. The idea that like his his tennis sex comedy is done, and he's got another thing in the bag, and it's kind of crazy. And I'm crazy because I I call me by your name didn't really resonate with me, but his uh, his bones and all I it was one of my favorites oh, from. Yeah what was that two years ago now and uh, yeah. uh suspiria. Suspiria. suspiria i fucking loved his suspiria yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for everything he does um and uh, anything else rodrigo you want to just quickly mention before we dive a little deeper quickly just that guy Ritchie's probably gonna have two films out this year or at least he'll probably be ready and i'm, I'm fascinated by people who work fast like yeah so that and a series yeah, and a series. That's right. And and yeah. then you've got uh, Joseph Kaczynski, who's trying to do uh, Formula One with Brad Pitt, what he did for uh, Fighter Planes and Tom Cruise for Top Gun. So that's interesting. Um, uh, 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 you know, Paul Schrader's back and 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 doing something very different, apparently, from what he's been doing, which is interesting. And then and I Jacob Elordi's in that. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Go. Yeah, yeah, and and then just finally. Uh, uh, Lynn Ramsey's got a film that's apparently uh, done, although I know some people have been reporting that it hasn't been shot, but she said in a variety piece that she shot it and that it was yeah. shot last summer with Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara. So unless she was misquoted, she shot it already. So it should be ready. So, but we'll see. I don't know. And as I've said in many articles about Lynn, Lynn Ramsey, whenever a new movie from her comes out and it's, it's a rare thing, it's every like what, five, six years, you, you make a, you make a day of it, you go and you see it in theaters. Um, oh, for sure. Was no you matter. ever really hear the last one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but it's wow. interesting. That also, she's got a lot of stuff in the can, or not in the can, but it sounds like she's got about three or four projects that are like, you know, she's usually like very infrequent. And it sounds like more like in the next few years, we may see like two or three films with her but in maybe like five or six years or something. So that would Yeah, be it sounds like what happened was you were never really here uh, debuted. It was a big hit and she got like seduced a little bit by big studio movies that just kind of crashed and burned and and took a lot of her time but um, everybody loves her and like so yeah. jennifer lawrence is going to do a movie with her and and you know wow. joaquin and, and rooney mara and then there's another one that she's got i think with maybe julianne moore i don't she's got a lot of stuff like that yeah. that's that's happening cool so uh i i do want to mention the the joseph kaczynski thing i don't know if you guys are are sports people i know mike watches football and whatnot <laughs> but formula one is like at an all-time high in popularity right now, partially because of the Netflix series that have been happening, like the docu series. Yeah. So that movie, I think people need to watch out for. That could be a huge hit. Um, isn't that that's Brad Pitt, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah but it's also Apple. That. So, but then again, Apple's been doing a lot of stuff theatrically. So it could be like, it could be like a um, uh, Napoleon, but bigger. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, something that gets Sony's probably going to release it. It'll probably get a big like summer release, and if it's ready, actually it's not dated, so I don't know. But it, yeah, I, you know, Apple's gonna get behind it, and but then again, Apple was behind Killers of the Flower Moon, and and apparently I didn't realize that like, Killers of the Flower Moon got like a massive wide 
opening but then oh, yeah yeah quickly, yeah quickly quickly shrank because like you know people just didn't it's a it's a different kind of film you know yeah 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 this has the like you were mentioning top gun i think is a much better uh uh comparable pick to it oh it's he's, yeah he's basically said I'm, I'm trying to do what i did to top gun for formula one cool so, all right I'm so in. let's let's go back to to actually I'm going to skip you, Mike, because I think we have a lot more to talk about your top three. But I want to go you. through. I want to go through some of my top ones here uh, in a little bit more detail. Um, Rebel Ridge. Uh, okay. I'm glad you <laughs> the, brought that one up. This this movie, I, uh, Jeremy Saulnier has uh, Blue Ruin and Green Room are two of my favorite movies, um, yeah. and I I've been waiting for this movie a long time. I was excited when John Boyega was attached. There's all the drama about what happened between him and John Boyega, which led to uh, Boyega walking away from this movie. Um, but we, I mean, just because he's been gone a while and uh, we, we still are excited about this, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, like you said, Green Room's fantastic. Um, Have you seen yeah, Blue Ruin? Oh, yeah. Blue Ruin's okay. great. Okay, good. Just making sure. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think I think Blue Ruin's like one of the it's not like his technical feature debut but it's basically his breakout movie it's really good yeah um and also i want to mention uh the speak no evil remake (laughs) maybe i'm the only one that thinks Uh, this is going to be great uh rodrigo did you watch the original speak no evil last year two years ago now i don't think i did oh man it is a uh what was it i think it's highly disturbing yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good. And it's one of those movies that left my jaw on the floor. And the fact that Blumhouse uh, bought the rights to do an English re- uh, remake of it, um, that's that's all well and good. James Watkins is a, a serviceable director, a Blumhouse type director. That's fine. But the fact that it has Mackenzie Davis and um, uh, why am I blinking on his name? Uh, Professor X, right? Yeah, Professor X. Uh, uh, McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yes, McAvoy. thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, that film. That I'm intrigued by that because of the cast. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 here's what I'll say. I don't see them going nearly as hardcore as the original, especially with the ending. And that's what intrigues me most about it is without the ending. Um, I don't know how this movie works, but we'll we'll see. Uh, yeah, and there then, was a lot of swearing at you via text for recommending that one to me. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I love recommending really disturbing movies to people that aren't expecting it. Um, and then I, I want to mention Maxine. Um, yeah, there's a negative report that just came out because apparently, allegedly, uh, uh, Mia Goth got is getting sued for for you know kicking a guy in the head but uh this movie come on now pearl and x were fantastic this movie's got to be great yeah i i was really into both of those so uh and this one's like super glammed out like la 80s isn't it yeah and like i think it's like uh continuing with kind of the the porn thing the yeah. like skeezy <laughs> porn thing from x which i i i think is super fascinating which you don't see a lot in mainstream movies so yeah yeah well, it definitely is going into like the intrigue of like, you know, him making a trilogy within the span of like two or three years. It's pretty fast or two or something like that. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Here's what I'm interested about is he made uh, Pearl and X in a vacuum, right? Like nobody was expecting these movies. And then uh, now the world is looking at for Maxine. And and so I'm curious if if that informed any of the storytelling or, or maybe the budget or I don't know, the griminess of the first two. So. Well, she's a she's going to be a big star, I think. She's really Oh yeah. 
I mean, she her... stops kicking people in the head, apparently. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> um, it, here's what I'll say about her. If you guys haven't seen Infinity Pool, no oh, matter what you think of the yeah, movie, her great. performance in that is bonkers and great. Um, so yeah, she commits out. really, really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantastic. Uh, and her voice is just perfect for that and, and for this as well. Um, and then and then lastly, I'll just say Havoc by Gareth Evans, just because I'll watch anything oh, yeah. that man does. I talked to uh, Timothy Oliphant about that one, and he was describing like how Gareth shoots and like, you know, basically pre-plans everything and pre-shoots everything. That way, every shot, they're just putting together a puzzle. And he says it's the easiest thing in the world. I'm like, I would not have guessed that Gareth makes an easy action film to shoot, but apparently they're very, very easy to shoot on the actors. Wow. Yeah, but the problem with that one is that one, that one's a big question mark because it's been done for forever. And yeah. It finished filming in like 2022, right? Yeah. And, a while and ago. It's, it's delayed for a reason. And apparently it's not great. And there's a Shoot. lot of questions about it. And I think like, I think Netflix has it. I think yeah, probably, yeah, they like, do. I think they're just going to like dump it out one day. Which I is mean, a bummer because either they... way, right? What? I said they would have either way, right? Well, yeah. But that's what they did with Apostle too, right? Like, yeah yeah bummer okay uh mike your top three i think we all are in agreement on um Definitely. but uh i'll let you i'll let you talk about them yeah number one nosferatu uh I mean, Rob yeah what what else is there to say i mean every little still that is released i'm just like devouring and you know fascinated by and you know hearing willem dafoe tease it out and you know all these different things that people have been saying about it. It just, and he's been, so this is like his passion project for how long has he been trying to get Nosferatu made? Yeah. So I'll say uh, this about Nosferatu. I hope, I hope it's nice and weird. Like, <laughs> like, I think I you're guaranteed that, I hope, that. I, you know, like I, I, horror movies cool, but like, I want a horror movie with some like strange quirks, like, like do a horror movie with like some poor things to it. You know what right. I mean? Mm -hmm like fuck it up a little bit like don't just do, like i think with, with the cast i think it could be really uh, uh intriguingly weird i'm hoping i'm hoping i mean yeah. look at his other movies yeah <laughs> if anybody's gonna get weird with it he's gonna do it yeah because yeah. even yeah. something as simple as like the north man which is like just a straight up simple revenge tale he he got really weird with it too For um sure. And However, the lighthouse, obviously. Also, does anyone feel like this is a Christmas movie? Like, does does anyone have a <laughs> bit of a concern that a Nosferatu Robert Eggers movies with essentially no stars and you know the not the stars that he intended to make it with that that would have made it a bigger film and now his leads are not names at all and it's going to be released on Christmas Day, two thousand twenty four. Like, that's a little that odd. that was shocking to me because it seemed as if it was yeah. destined for like the first half of the year. Um, yeah, this still needed to be an October release, probably. Well, I mean, I think he would have been fine in the summer, too. Um, well, his movies are a little different, I think. Uh, the problem is that they slotted it in because they lost uh, um, right. Jordan Peele's movie. Jordan Peele's right. movie was supposed to come out then, but Jordan Peele's movie never shot. So they just stuck that in that date so they wouldn't lose it. But yeah, I'm kind of hoping that they... Uh, maybe change it and put something else there and put it in, 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 in October, like you said, like around Halloween, like, I don't know, that, that doesn't seem like a movie that's uh, like, it seems to me even less commercial than the Northman and the Northman only did like, you know, I think it failed to hit a hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. 
my 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 thing about that too that i could see them moving it forward is the fact that this is almost guaranteed to make a film festival debut mm-hmm. um and so depending on where it lands uh i don't know that you could have this like say go to venice at the end of the summer and then just sit on it for four months um so yeah what do you think about that rodrigo you're more in touch with like the the idea of like a festival release well, uh, if it sticks on a Christmas date, I don't think they will put it on a festival. Really? I, I yeah, like you don't. You generally, uh, you generally, I, I cannot remember the last time a, uh, a movie came out at that date and premiered at a film festival first. Like you either, you well, either Ferrari. Put... Yeah, Ferrari didn't Boys in the Boat do a festival? No, film? I don't think Boys in the no. Boat did. And no? Ferrari's a much smaller film. Okay. Sure. And and yes, it did come out on the same day, like it, did, it was a Christmas day. But it that's a, it's a neon smaller film. This is like, I mean, it's focus features, but it's still Universal. I don't know. Maybe 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 you may be right. Maybe they're going the more Ferrari route, and it's maybe be a little bit more key low key. But I don't know. Focus features Universal. They 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 tend to aim a little bit higher. Or they they I don't know. Maybe that date is an awards push. You know, because a lot of people just throw it there because they want to get it out at the end of the year to make sure that they can push it. I mean, they've pushed awards stuff for Eggers before, and it just doesn't translate. Yeah, like they they did I, that with uh, the Lighthouse. Uh, this is this is a this is a weird date, and and I think we need to keep an eye on it and see what happens because uh, I have no uh, no I have all the confidence in the world in the film. I don't have a lot of confidence at is, is it a big Christmas Day kind of film unless it's <laughs> unless they're going for like a yeah kind of Ferrari like it'll have legs kind of vibe, but. I don't know, man. It's I just little... I mean, I, I laugh because I'm just imagining like Christmas Day. You're like, let's get the family, let's go see Nosferatu. Like, and, and, and I <laughs> and I will bet I will bet money if if they if if they stick with this date, I don't think we'll see it at a film festival first. I could be wrong, but that's yeah, my, okay. it just seems like it's one of those that just screams like Venice or something. But yeah, I don't know. Normally, normally, yeah. I, yeah. What would make more sense is Venice and then October. Right. You know? Right. So, so let's see what happens with the date if it sticks, but. Otherwise, okay. it's the sort of like the, the weird question mark about it. Mm. Uh, Mike, I want to skip ahead uh, and get to to one that I just want to, I think we should all just briefly talk about Dune Part 2. Um, yeah. just, that's a that, lot for me. Yeah, that's coming soon. Uh, that's yeah, it's going to be good. I don't think we have any doubts about that, right? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's it's that. I mean, I it's slightly weird in that it was done last year and I feel like they could almost save it again for the next, for the fall, but you know, March is a pretty good date. So it's fine. I guess it, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, it, I feel like it, it could have been like a bigger, uh, well, I mean, it was intended for the fall, right? I don't, I don't yeah. well, it'll do, maybe I'll do like good numbers, but March is also, I don't know. It's, I'm interested to see how it performs because you know, the first one came out in the middle of COVID and it had like a hybrid, like, release so yeah and it still did it really made pretty well. good money it did over 400 million and and also it's had so much time to build over um on streaming where people yeah. watch yep. it and so there's probably a, a a big a big big audience for it yeah do we do I'm we see this so. crossing like 500 million i i, I think so. i think legendary definitely thinks it will but i it's just wild to me being a fan of the book to think that dune could be like a legit like marvel-sized blockbuster but 
<laughs> you know? It's just my only that that's sort of my question. Like I feel like it's Dune feels like a, a movie that could hit 500, 600 million in it and it's proper, especially so the, the first one did 400 during COVID. And um, you know, but when was the last time a March movie did like over 500 million other than like i think bbs was released in March. yeah yeah like, yeah uh, yeah they will see they kept pushing the summer earlier and earlier and earlier and yeah now now people think like march or spring break is like a a blockbuster time but i don't know we'll see i mean i the quality of this movie i think is indisputable yeah. i think we're gonna that and, that and yeah. never underestimate timothy chalamet's draw on the latest right Right, I think Wonka this weekend just went over five hundred million. Mm -hmm. wow. I mean, that's just bananas. I don't think anybody saw that. Wow, I yeah. saw it. <laughs> no, I meant, I meant saw the the performance coming. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I have not seen Wonka, but uh, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fine. Um, yeah, and then, like it. Mike, I, the last movie I skipped over, I want to talk about because I think this was one that you and Rodrigo both agreed on. Yeah, Civil War, Alex Garland. Um, the the trailer just looks super intriguing. And Alex Garland has a, a pretty good track record for me. I haven't loved everything he's done. Obviously, Ex Machina is, is fantastic. Everyone seemed to really love Annihilation. I, I liked, liked the it book a lot. A ton better. Well, if, I, I that's just me. Um, but uh, what's that? I loved Annihilation. Did you read the book? No. Yeah, yeah, I didn't read the book either. I love the movie. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the distinction. Um, <laughs> and Men seems the one is the one that's really started to split split people. Yeah, and... that's the one that really didn't jive with me. Well, so, and, and we'll the see. fact that Devs kind of just came and went. Devs but is Dev great, though. great though. Dev's no, but yeah, but I'm just saying like it kind of just came and went. Like, well, I, yeah, that's all just because that was came out during. I I don't think it's that's a comment on the quality of. No, it. no, no. It's a more like. It came out in the glut of like so many streaming options and people didn't, and it didn't have like a huge cast. Um, yeah. So Offerman was kind of the biggest it, one. But it's, it's really good. It yeah. is good. Men was, I, I, you know, my only issue is people are so like, every, people got to like love or hate things. There's no, right. in the, and it's like men is like, okay, I, I, I get arguments for people who disliked men, but I also didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was no. interesting. He had some like, good ideas and I don't think it quite came together, but people have turned on him, especially like, I don't know, the Twitter people, like I really turned on him and, and and now they're like turning on this. And I, I think this is seemingly, uh, it's intriguing. I, I don't know. People are like, oh, you know, they're, 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 they're kind of like, I don't know, flattening this one and making it seem like it's like some reductive response to uh politics now and in i suppose it is in a way but it's like i don't know i think it's interesting it's, it's yeah the trailer looks awesome my my question is uh rodrigo you remind me what was the name of that blumhouse movie that got everybody in everybody riled up and ended up not being very good um the hunt the hunt yes uh yeah I'm concerned that people are going to the hype around this movie when the trailer starts appearing more and the commercials start appearing for this, that people are going to just politicize this from the jump, which obviously this movie invites that. But yeah. uh, I, I'm a bit concerned that it could the hype could drown out the actual film itself. Well, yeah, but also the hunt kind of just kind of you got to remember it sort of kind of came and went. 
And I think that's sort of what's going to happen to this. I think it's actually, to be honest, I, my gut reaction is that audiences don't want to live and discuss the things that they're living and discussing in the current times. You, mm. I, I think they want to, I think they want this film like 10 years from now, not right now. Right. Like I don't cool. know. Leave the world behind it. Really great for, for Netflix. And that kind of drew some discussion out. Um, that's but different. who knows? That's, that's it is streaming. a little that's at home. That's a different that's a different thing. Yeah, right. I I mean this movie is like <laughs> I think Mike and I said this. This is this is the purge with an auteur director. Um <laughs> which is purge, which is the purge movies have never done like super well, have they? I mean they've done uh, further budgets fired at charles hey hey it's real to me damn it um <laughs> <laughs> uh i i I'm fascinated by the discussion surrounding this movie. I I'm also obviously a fan of the filmmaker. So I'm, I'm really interested in seeing what his take on, on current politics are uh, extrapolated out to like the nth degree. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm just a bit concerned that this is going to be a movie where it's like, what did you think about this movie? And that's going to be like your, your stance on this movie is going to influence how people think of you. And I'm sick of shit like that. Yeah. Well, my, my prediction, honestly, is that it's it's expensive, it bombs, and it's Garland's last film because he's already talking that he's he's already walking wanting to walk away from filmmaking, and I think he's sort of set up, in a way, like almost this sort of, uh, uh self fulfilling prophecy to walk away from filmmaking because I think I honestly I I I'm just really convinced that audiences don't turn out for things like this politically because we're, we're, it's still it's too close to home. And it's going to bomb, and it's A24's most expensive film, and therefore it's going to push Garland, who says he doesn't want to do, be a director anymore. It's going to push him to just say, "Oh well, yeah, I guess I shouldn't." You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. he is a great writer as well, so he is a great writer. Well, and they've already like, they've already announced he's going to do what twenty years later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he is in a way like shifting already. I think that's why he wrote it. I think he wrote something really daring that he kind of knew might get rejected, and then he was just kind of like, "Fuck it." I, I'm just going to go chips all in and then I maybe won't filmmake for a while after that. And I'll just write. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Great. So let's, let's switch gears a little bit because Rodrigo uh, brought up um, in our discussion about what we would talk about for this episode, you brought up three projects that kind of surfaced uh, in a real way, real recently um, and, and look like they might be coming out this year. Um, so I'm going to quickly discuss these. Let's start with Maggie Gyllenhaal's Bride of Frankenstein, simply called The Bride. Um, <laughs> this looks this looks kind of nuts because it has a really great cast and it seems like it's all coming together so that it can have kind of perhaps another one of those award season pushes later this year. Yeah. I mean, they, anything with Christian Bale is going to have an awards push probably. Yeah. Christian Bale, but it stars uh, uh, Jesse Buckley. Yeah. yeah. Who's great. Uh, speaking of Alex Garland. Right. Um, an Oscar nominee now, right? Maybe even like two time or, or yeah. an Oscar nominee now. Yeah. Wow. Um, a very underrated on the uh, seems always on the brink of something huge um so yeah what do we think this is a a good move for gyllenhaal for her second movie i is it her second movie Mm -hmm. yeah at least she's definitely directed one before right that was her debut was the one from last year or i keep saying last year 2022 that was was like a while ago yeah and i don't know i i still don't have a sense of it yet uh right I, i don't it came so fast. I don't, I don't have a sense and I'm not even sure. Is it coming this year? I'm not sure, but I have, a, and also if, 
Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein coming is coming and that's Netflix and that's a bigger beast. Don't you think you'd want to, if you're doing a bride of Frankenstein movie and you're probably not the size of Netflix that you'd maybe want to take a beat and wait. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But then there's also when we talk about twin movies and that whole phenomenon, yeah. there there are times when it works out really well for everybody. And then there are times where one cancels each other, the other out or they both cancel each other out. And I don't know. I think obviously Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein, which is the next movie I want to talk about. I think that's the bigger quote unquote movie, um, even though that, again, kind of lost a cast member with Andrew Garfield kind of uh, having a scheduling conflict or whatever, not being able to do it. But um, it seems like. Uh, this one's going to be equally huge as shape of water and um, could be another one of those Guillermo del Toro genre movies that uh, rises above and, and gets him an Oscar nomination consideration. Yeah. But it definitely coming out this year. I think that's like on the bubble about whether yeah. that's going to, it's, it's going into production in February and I think it, it still feels like it's on the bubble. Like sort of like, we're kind of like, is this going to be 2024? I'm not so sure. Like maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, it, it, either way, it's probably going to get that late in the year push, um, whatever, if it's 2024, 2025. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, and then another movie that's kind of on the bubble as far as release date would be Paul Thomas Anderson's one, which has been rumored now for what at least two years with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, now we got confirmation that this is happening. And regardless, what I was going to say is that he never makes like visually uh, VFX heavy movies. So uh, there's still the the chance it could make a, a late in the year push yeah normally i would say forget it but he did licorice pizza in a really fast timeline like he shot licorice pizza um during covid in the spring and it came out in like november december so yeah yeah uh do we do we think this is the pta movie that's going to uh to really break out because the report said this is quote unquote his most commercial project yet um so are we looking 100 million 200 million what are what are we thinking well, we, it, apparently it's going to cost a hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's nuts because, and, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's too hard to say because we don't really know what it is yet, you know? Yeah. Um, but if Leo's attached, to, I mean, it's rumored to be, um, a story. I, if it turns out what it, what, what I think it is, it's a story that him and his daughter were, um, kicking around for a while. And it's something to do with like, with something to do with karate and 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 a, a little black girl and i think uh dicaprio is supposed to be if the rumors turn out that that he's like some sort of mentor to this little black girl and regina hall got cast so now there's thought that regina hall might be the the mother of this little black girl but all of that is unconfirmed yeah and and obviously we're we're all here for a new paul thomas anderson movie whatever yeah, it is whatever sure. it is but that also still sounds like that doesn't sound like a hundred hundred million dollar movie to me I mean, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio. He doesn't walk on set without a big payday. So <laughs> well, he might get paid, but is it going to make that much money? That's oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but then again, the thing that a lot of people don't understand: Paul Thomas Anderson loves uh, broad comedy, right? Like one of his favorite movies of all times is Big Daddy. So he could just go full on broad comedy. And do you think and he ever really would, though? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's not. You know, that's, I mean, Paul, like, you know, Christopher Nolan likes, like, like, like big broad movies too. It doesn't mean he's going to make one of those. I right? know. Right. I'm, I'm still waiting for Nolan's MacGruber, but. <laughs> right, right. So like, I, it's interesting that they're calling it the most accessible and it's got Leo and it costs a hundred million. So 
but we don't we don't have a real sense of of what it is yeah it's interesting though right for sure yeah and uh just quickly before there's a rumor that joaquin's gonna be in it right um just before we wrap up i wanted to mention kind of uh, one that I, I wanted to put on my list, but um, got recently pulled completely from the schedule, which is Mickey 17 from Bong yeah. Joon-ho. Yeah. Um, what, what do we think? It, it said it was pulled from uh, the report said it was pulled from schedule because the strikes prevented post-production work from really happening uh, and, and delayed that. And so now he's still working on it, um, but it's been in the can for a while and it seemed ready to go for what was that? February or March, February. They had a March date and March. that got pulled and they put yeah. Godzilla in it. Well, and there was also a rumor last year that seems to jive with what happened is that they weren't going to be ready with VFX because of the strikes. So maybe that's just it. Maybe yeah. And and so it could be a lot of much ado about nothing and we just end up getting it like late summer, early fall or or whatever. But um, you know, that's that's I think one that we can all agree is is obviously one of our most anticipated, most intriguing. For sure, because Pattinson and after, especially after his Nolan films, he's kind of a much bigger name now. And the Batman. And 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 yeah, the Batman and, and Bong Joon Ho. But I'm a little, I'm thinking maybe if they now that they pulled it off the schedule completely, maybe that means they're going to push it for the whole year. Like, wouldn't you just redate it for like later in the year if you thought it was already going to be? I I my feeling from that in and again I have no insider knowledge is that when Bong Joon Ho says this movie's not ready and you say well when is it going to be ready and he's like I don't know you just say okay we'll wait you know right like <laughs> and so I I don't know that maybe it would it would look better if they just undate it wait for a more firm date stick to it versus perhaps pushing this to like August or July and then having to push it again um so that's just my thought but I guess we'll see I hope that's the case. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I, I think we're done talking about films. How about we uh, we end this discussion and we come back in a little bit with another episode where we talk about TV. All right. Hooray. And read our, uh, you know, 100 most anticipated films of uh, 2024 list because it's got a lot of shit in here that's a, in depth and uh, people cite it a lot as, as, as a sort of invaluable tool that people check all year. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because you want to, you know, we know you guys are here to, for us to talk about uh, Joker two or the fall guy. So, you know, all hey, right. I'm, I'm still in for those. For sure. But like, yeah, you can, you can get, you can get all that uh, yeah. on that list. There's, we cover pretty much. Uh, yeah. It's super comprehensive. You'll get the entire, entire year. Um, but this is sort of like what we're drilling down into and being like really, really interested in. Yeah. Look, uh, kind of like storylines to keep, to keep an eye on as, as we go through 2024. But I'm shocked you didn't bring up the strangers by the way. Cause I know you're a huge stranger. <laughs> I just don't want you guys to brag on me. I figured like if I'm going to talk <laughs> about Maxine and rebel Ridge and speak no evil, and then I'm like, Oh yeah. Roadhouse and the strangers, you guys be like, Oh, why are you, why do you even work at this website? Go home. <laughs> Which one is the strangers? Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't even say it. Rennie Harlan, who everybody loves and has never done anything <laughs> bad, has, um, decided to make three back-to-back movies on rebooting the strangers horror franchise. And the reason Mike brings it up is because the strangers pray at night is a movie. I will go to the grave defending and, it's uh, it's fantastic. I, <laughs> I just talked about this with my wife, like last week, we were talking about famous pool scenes and I said, well, you got to talk about strangers pray at night. Um, but yeah. 
yeah. and night swim, you know? Yeah, uh, you guys that, have a quick question about before we wrap up. Um, what do you guys think is going to be? Name three films that you think are going to be the biggest of the year. Oh, wow. Deadpool 3. Um, sure. I think I think it's I think it's Marvel proof, quote unquote. I think all this drama, it's not going to matter. Um, I think uh, I would say Dune is is for sure going to be a big movie. And then uh, I, here's what I'll say. I don't think there's another Barbie coming. Um, so I think I think we'd be bored, right? Like Joker 2, maybe. Yeah, Joker 2. I mean, Joker, the first one did really, really well. The first one did really, really well. But do you think, like, that was a phenomenon and, and a moment in time. Do you think True. that repeated? I don't know if it can. Uh, Lady Gaga, think- though. I think there's now a curiosity factor where they're like, what, it, especially if it comes out that this really has, like, musical numbers and shit. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It could be cool. Uh, Planet of the Apes could be great um, and, and catch on. Uh and then you have things like Furiosa, which is, are people ready for another Mad Max movie? It's already been, what, like 10 years since the other one? Yeah. Built up and it's such a thing, but remember- Fury Road has a huge fandom. That, that Fury Road is still like, was never a gigantic hit, right? Right, right. I think, yeah, I think the clear winner of the year is Deadpool 3 as far as box office. Um, I think they, they would really have to fumble for this movie to do less than like 800 million. Um, but- all right, then let me ask you this because I think this is a weird year because there's no like that's the other thing we should th- think about this year. There's not a lot of superhero movies. I mean, well, there's there's three S- Spider-Man Sony movies, but they're gonna tank. No- <laughs> I was like, Craven it's funny because you Man mentioned Web. you mentioned there are three Sony ones, and I'm like, what are they? And holy <laughs> shit, yeah, I've already erased them from my mind. Madam Web, oh come on, nobody's watching that movie. Uh, Craven the Hunter, nobody's watching that movie. So there's th- three of those, and then and- Venom three, right? Yep. Yeah. And so like, okay. If you think Deadpool is going to do, uh, I think honestly, I would say any other year, it would be a billion dollar movie guaranteed. I just don't know if, uh, R rated man. Yeah. So is Joker, you know, like Deadpool, the other two have done like 800 something million. Mm -hmm. Like, and and I think this one is going to, because of the rumors and the set photos and the Wolverine and all that. Like, I think, I think this is, Typically, in any other you know world, this would be a billion dollar movie. But with right. the Marvel, so the, like, yeah. so what, what comes close then? Like, what, 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 what is like? What, yeah, what else comes close? Gladiator what? two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, I think people that's do love Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what that's else? one like, of those like, movies that, like, like, Bros specifically are like, you know, that's that's that movie hit me hard, you know, and <laughs> I could see it being big. Um, I, think I don't know. Like, Versus Kong could be big. No, oh yeah, no. that's right. I mean that they do have a really big like fan base, and the last one somehow made a ton of money. Um, so you know, are we are, are we ready for neon pink Godzilla with uh, yeah. what was it, baby? I didn't God, say baby I Kong. was a fan. Come on, <laughs> I I think that movie's gonna be a uh, a wet fart of a movie. Nobody's gonna. Yeah. So we're the last two. No, I mean like just with people. I think I think it's like the Transformers effect, right? Where you can only release bad movies so much before people are like, okay, we're done. Yeah. There's another one I was surprised I didn't see on your list is Transformers One. Uh, I, I'm not 100 percent sure that's coming out this year. Is it? Like, I don't know. I thought it had a summer it's release date. date. Yeah. It's, Does it? It's got a, it's got a se- se- September release date now. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike knows I'm, I'm a sucker. For, I'm in the bag for an animated Transformers movie. So that's not. Yeah. I don't. 
I don't know when that got moved to September, but I, you know, what else could be big is if you look at like the whole list of like, what could be big next year, something like Beetlejuice two. No, I think, I think there's going to be yeah. stuff that's gonna be really obvious. Like, Beetlejuice 2, Despicable Me 4. Okay, like, well, I didn't know there was a new Minions movie. That's going to do a billion. Uh, yeah, that'll do well. Untitled 4th Bad Boys movie, Inside Out <laughs> number 2. Garfield could be like, maybe like this year's uh, 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 Super Mario Brothers or something. I don't know, maybe. We're, we're done with is, Chris Pratt, right? Is this the year we finally tell Chris Pratt to turn Go it away. down? <laughs> and you got uh, 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 a... Barry Jenkins directed Lion King live action movie. In December. Ah, Mufasa? Or uh, is it Mufasa? Yeah, yeah Mufasa. Mufasa. Lion King, which is December 20th. Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Oh, okay. my boys December. are excited for that. Kids yeah. kids are all about that, man. A Karate Kid movie in December. Well, that's not, I mean, Karate Kid, I, that's just nostalgia. That, it'd be, yeah, I don't think look that's going to be huge. Look at Cobra Kai, though, man. The Cobra Kai is not huge. It's it's, it's popular, but it's not like you know. I don't uh, know. If people are going to rearrange their day to go see Karate Kid in theaters. Not to derail, but I, I I just wanted to because our listeners are probably like some people anyhow were like, well, where's all the hits? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I thought we'd like briefly at least talk about what the year could look like by the end because we talked about a lot of like, you know, maybe more obscure stuff. And I think, yeah. you know. Here's what I'll say in, in, in defense of what we talked about versus what people might've expected is much like what Rodrigo said at the very beginning, we all know what a Sonic the Hedgehog three looks like. Um, and for a certain audience, that's wonderful. And for Mike's kids and you know, that's wonderful, but (laughs) I I don't, that doesn't intrigue me all that much or, or I don't get anticipating for anticipation for that. Um, but you know, eh, we're not going to talk about the Sony movies just because with those Spider-Man movies, just because we all kind of, we know that they're not going to do well and they're probably not going to be great. Um, yeah. The only Sony Spider-Man movie we want to talk about got pulled off the schedule. So which one's that? Spider-Verse. Oh yeah. 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 Beyond the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Um, till 2025. Well, and, they don't even have a date for that yet. Right. Right. And well, I, I'm not a fan of the Venom movies, but they make a decent amount of money. The, the second one did, I, I want to, don't quote me on this, but I think it did marketedly worse than the first one. It did, um, it did drop, yes. Yeah. But, but uh, I think it still did like maybe in the neighborhood of 500, 600 million. I think yeah. it still did well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> the first they're one doing did third. sort of like uh, Aquaman well. Like yeah. in terms of, uh, not, not as high as that money, but like sort of the unexpected, like did super well in China. Here you go. Here's all you need to know about Venom 3. Mike, who's directing it? Uh, exactly. Uh, no clue. No clue. <laughs> a screenwriter who has never directed a film before. Right. Oh. It's, it's it's one of those. Not words. Andy Serkis. No, because Andy Serkis <laughs> did his thing and was like, okay, no. But yeah. I'm, and, I'm not sure he had a good experience. But and we'll it's see. co-written by Tom Hardy. Yeah. <sighs> well, he if you listen to his <laughs> interviews from uh, Let There Be Carnage, he, he had a huge hand in that one, too. Um, so. Well, he's got a story by credit for this, and then and then the screenwriter wrote it. And it's his friend, right? I think so. Well, I think it's like it, some woman it, he worked with on the last one, and she just and well, they just I sat in a room. They became friends in the working of of them. Yeah, and, and then he was like, "Well, why don't you just direct it?" And then yeah. and then somehow he convinced the studio to like let someone who's never made a movie do a big blockbuster temple i'm sure it'll be i'm sure it'll be fantastic i'm a little bit so is he more or less directing the movie then i don't know i don't know 
Tom Hardy is a fascinating man. Um, yes, I, I love him in just about everything he's done. Um, all the way back to when I saw him at Bronson and I didn't know who he was. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, just, yeah. Who knows? His Venom movies just don't work for me. My boys love him. Another one of those that my kids are going to drag me to either way. So I'll let yeah. you know. <laughs> What's the Eminem song? Venom, Venom. Venom. Yep. <laughs> I got to listen to that a lot. All right, let's let's wrap it up and let's talk to TV. Talk about TV in the next one. So, uh, thank you for listening and and join us for our part two coming up. Uh-huh.